0: Generous George. Kind of a weird name for our new sermon series, isn't it? Why Generous George? Well, the logo and probably even the name reminds you of Curious George, the little monkey who lives with the tall man in the yellow hat. Each Generous George, each Curious George story, sorry. Each Curious George story has the same basic plot. George Gets told by the tall man in the yellow hat to do something. George doesn't listen. He gets into a sticky situation and learns a valuable lesson in the end. Right? That's the relationship that the tall man in the yellow hat and curious George has. And in that same way, that's our relationship with God at times, isn't it? God tells us to do something in His Word. We sin... It causes a sticky situation and in the end we learn a valuable lesson. We see this all over in our lives, don't we? God tells us His rules for marriage. Either before or after marriage, He tells us His rules. We say, I don't really want to follow those rules. And we sin. It causes a sticky situation and in the end we learn a valuable lesson. The lesson That we should have just listened to God in the beginning because then we could have avoided the heartache and the hurt that we now feel. God tells us, don't worry. I will provide for you. And yet we don't trust Him. We sin. We look to ourselves and it causes a sticky situation and then the moment passes and we realize God took care of us the whole time. And we wish we could go back and just believe God from the beginning. Generous George. God has told us to be generous in different aspects of our lives. And what happens when we fail to listen is it causes a sticky situation. We sin and we learn a valuable lesson in the end. This is what we're going to look at as we begin this sermon series, Generous George. Today, we look at the theme, Distracted. Or devoted? And we're going to turn our attention to Luke chapter 10, the very last section. And we're going to look at two sisters who learned the same valuable lesson that we are going to learn today. And so let's jump right in. You can either follow along in your worship folder or up on the screen. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. As Jesus and His disciples were on their way, He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Earlier in chapter 10, Jesus sends out 72 of his disciples. He had 12 close ones, but then he had other followers up to 72. And he sent them out and said, go out into the nearby villages, preach and teach that the kingdom of God is here. And as you go, do not worry where you're going to sleep. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. People will open their home and provide for you. Now at the end of the chapter, we see that actually playing out right in Jesus' own life. Martha opens her home to Jesus and his disciples. This is the same Martha whose sister, we're going to find out, is Mary, and their brother is Lazarus. If you remember those three names from John chapter 11, you know what happened. If you don't remember, write down John chapter 11 and go home and read that chapter. It's incredible. Lazarus gets sick. Mary and Martha send for Jesus, say, hey, come heal Lazarus. Jesus doesn't make it in time, but Jesus comes and raises Lazarus from the dead. I know you think I just gave it all away, but seriously, go home and read it. It's it's great. (laughs) It's great. But that's the same Mary and Martha who opened their home to Jesus and His disciples. Okay? And here, as Jesus enters in, we find out that Mary is devoted. Mary is devoted. We're told uh, in verse 39, she had a sister, Martha had a sister, called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what He said. This is a great picture of what it looks like to be a disciple. Mary, sitting at the Lord's feet. Listening. During the time, during this time... uh, Students literally sat at the feet of a teacher. They sat there and listened to what the teacher said. And here, that's what Mary's doing. Sitting at his feet, soaking in every single word that he said. Scripture doesn't say it, but what picture do you get? Mary's sitting there, eyes wide open, ears attentive, soaking in every single word that the teacher says. Notice what she's not doing. She's not talking back to Jesus. She's not debating Him. She's listening. And again, Scripture doesn't say it, but what picture do we get? What sense do we get? There's calmness. There's peace. There's contentment. And we know what that's like, don't we? As we sit and read God's Word in quietness we have that same sense of peace, contentment, and calmness about us, don't we? Our anxiety goes down, our stress goes down, our worries go down, the distractions in life all go away for a minute as we're just simply reading God's Word. That's what we experience when we don't read it and we, we question. When we don't read it and we say, hey God, you say this in your Word, but I actually think you meant to say this. Rather, we simply listen and we're filled with this calmness. That's what it's like to be devoted to God's Word. Her sister Martha, on the other hand, she's a little distracted. We are told, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. The... New Testament originally was written in Greek, and the Greek word that uh, we say is "distracted" literally means to be pulled away, dragged away. What picture do you have in mind when you think of being pulled away? You think of an undertow, don't you? Out in the ocean, out in the sea, you see the beach right there. You see safety. You see your Savior. The beach and you get pulled farther and farther away. That's what was happening to Martha, wasn't it? She was being pulled away from the Savior. The Savior's sitting right in her living room, and yet she's being dragged further and further away by all the distractions in her life. And to top it off, her sister Mary is doing nothing but sitting at the Lord's feet. That's all she's doing. Martha's trying to be the good host. We feel for her. Jesus didn't exactly call ahead to say, hey, I'm coming into town. Can I stay with you? No, He just showed up. They didn't have phones back then. The house isn't clean. Dinner needs to be made. Everything needs to be made. She's trying to be a good host. And Mary is sitting there. And finally what happens? She blows up. And look what she says to Jesus. Lord, "'Don't you care that my sister has left me "'to do the work by myself? "'Tell her to help me.' "'Martha, Martha,' the Lord answered, "'you are worried and upset about many things.'" Pretty gutsy on Martha's part, isn't it? Look what she says to Jesus. "'Lord, don't you care?' accuses Him of not even caring about Martha." Don't you care? And then gives him a command. Tell my sister to help me. What caused Martha to react like that? She was being pulled away from God's Word, wasn't she? And what happens when you get pulled away from God's Word? Anxiety goes up. Stress goes up. The distractions of life overwhelm us. And that's what she did here. Distractions overwhelmed her to the point of blowing up and saying, Lord, don't you care? We all have a little Martha in us, don't we? We all have a little Martha in us that gets a little distracted and gets caught up in the distractions of life and we get pulled away from God's Word. And the more we get pulled away from God's Word, the more... Distractions overwhelm us. And finally, in our prayers that night, we lay our head down on our pillow and we say, God, don't you care? Don't you care about me? If so, tell my spouse to help me out around the house more. If so, just get my kids to listen. If you really cared about me, help our country We all have a little Martha in us. And that's what happens when we get pulled away from God's Word and get caught up in all the distractions of life. It's the first week in November. You know what that means? The holidays are right around the corner, right? The holidays are fun, but there are a lot of distractions. House needs to be clean because people are coming over. Vacation plans need to be made so we can go visit people for vacation. Not to mention work schedule doesn't stop. Meetings actually go up, it seems like, at the holidays. Uh, Not to mention we have to go Christmas shopping. We have to get all these preparations made. Distractions are everywhere. And you're going to be tempted to be pulled away from God's Word. But maybe you're sitting here right now thinking, the holidays, I'm distracted right now. I feel like I'm being pulled away in every direction. My schedule is jam-packed. My kids' schedules are jam-packed. I'm being pulled in every direction. Are you distracted? We have a small group Bible study on Tuesday night. This week we had one person show up. Are we distracted? About a month ago, uh, my mentor called me up. And uh, after talking for a little while, catching up on how things are going, he, he just said, Stephen, how, how's your devotional life with Ann? How's your devotional life as a couple? And I said, well... You know, recently it hasn't been so good. Uh, We normally do it right after dinner, but uh, our schedule has changed and we're eating dinner later. Sometimes we're not even eating dinner together. Uh, We're all over the place. So uh, we haven't got back into the routine of doing uh, our devotion together. And essentially what I was saying was, look, I got distracted. And I'll never forget what he told me. He said... Out of the year and a half that you've been at Liberty Hill and and pastor at Peace Lutheran Church, have you ever missed church when you were in town? No. Why haven't you missed church? Well, because it's my responsibility. It's my responsibility to be there, to preach, teach, lead them in worship. I I need to be there. And he said, in other words, you've made it a priority. He goes, Stephen, the reason your devotional life with Ann isn't happening is because you, the spiritual leader in your house, haven't made it a priority. Yikes. (laughs) But he was right. I got distracted with the things going on in my life. And here's the thing. It was eye-opening because the things I was getting distracted with they weren't worthless stuff. It's not like I was just sitting there watching three hours of Netflix every night. No, these were important things that I had to be, get done. And yet I prioritized them over God's Word. And that's what Martha did, didn't she? She wasn't doing anything sinful. She wasn't doing anything wrong. In fact, these things needed to be done. She needed to make dinner. She needed to clean the house. And yet she prioritized those things over God's Word. Word. I know how busy all of you are. I do. Work. You need to get up and go to work. Kids' schedules, meetings, grocery shopping, the list goes on and on. Prioritize God's Word in your life. Because as we're about to find out, it's really the one thing needful. And that's what Jesus tells Martha here. He says, Mary makes the better choice. He finishes talking to Martha and he says, but few things are needed or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Mary chose what was better. She did. We all are tremendously busy. We all have schedules that Uh, You know, it doesn't seem like we have another time in the day to fit something in. But don't let our generous time in God's Word take the back seat. Because it's the one thing that's needful every single day. Every single day we need to hear how Jesus paid for our sins. He washed them clean. We need to hear that daily. But we also need to hear the other side of the Gospel. One that we often don't think about. Decide that Jesus lived perfectly in our place. And here's the importance of that. We lay down at night and we remember all the times that we have failed God every day. Maybe not even all of them. But we, re- we remember times that we have failed God every day. I got distracted during my prayer life. I haven't loved my spouse uh, as I love myself. I haven't loved God with all my heart, soul, and mind. We remember those. And yet, when we read the pages of Scripture, what do we see? Jesus loved perfectly. Jesus loved God perfectly. Jesus was completely devoted to God's Word. And what did Jesus do? He gave us that perfect record. So, as we open up the pages of Scripture, what do we read? Stephen Apt loved others perfectly. Stephen Apt has loved God perfectly. Stephen Apt has prayed. Perfectly, It's been completely devoted to God's Word perfectly because Jesus has given us His perfect record. That's what we need to hear every single day. Why? Otherwise, we fall into guilt. We fall into shame. We fall into the mindset that we're not worthy to God. And yet, Jesus has made us worthy. He's taken all of our sins away and has given us His perfect record. And it's the one thing that's needful. Everything else is going to come and go, right? Thanksgiving dinner, it's going to go on whether your house is clean or not, and it's going to be fine. Christmas is going to happen whether or not you find that perfect gift for that special someone regardless, and it's going to be fine. God's Word remains the same. The need for God's Word remains the same because we're still sinners on this earth. We still need to hear every day that we are forgiven and that we have a perfect record before God. So how do we make it a priority in our life? How do we we make sure we're in God's Word? Well, it's not by getting rid of the distractions. Satan is very, very good, and he is going to continue to throw distractions into your life no matter what stage of life you're in. Distractions are going to come. So it's not about cutting out the distractions. It's simply about making God's Word a priority. There's more on your to-do list every single day that can be than you can get done. You're not going to get your to-do list done. When you prioritize God's Word, it will get done in your life that day. Because when you prioritize something, it happens. There are several things that don't come natural to us in our everyday life, right? We could go on and on and on. But one of the things is being generous with our time in God's Word. It doesn't come natural. We've got Satan working against us, and we've got our own sinful nature working against us. That's why it's so important to prioritize it in our lives. It truly is the only thing that is needful. Amen. Amen. Please stand. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You for giving us Your Word. We ask that You help us to prioritize it in our lives, uh, both now and into the future. Amen.